The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the city of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's royal visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. Latest episode of the Hey! It's Enrico Blazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast, part of the Rotofanatic Podcast Network. Head on over to rotofanatic.com right now and check out our data monster. Now with 2021 stats as they happen, compare players and make the crucial decisions that will help you win in 2021. It's episode 89, the Tanner Hauk edition. Today, your hosts, Christopher Deary and Michael Govier, bring you the Wednesday edition of the Palazzo Pod. That's right, you can catch us on Sundays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. That's the new schedule, Sundays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Three times a week, Palazzo Pod in your face. On today's show, we're going to talk about some sleeper hitters that are 10% owned or less in most leagues. Your squad might be a shit show right now because of the Astros COVID debacle, but rest assured, we'll give you some options that'll help ease the pain and suffering as you trudge through early on in 2021. Strap yourselves in for a doozy of a show because we're going to have a ball talking fantasy baseball the only way we know how. Take it away, boys! You're now tuned in live to the Hey, it's Rico Blotto Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Welcome in. It's, what day is this? Wednesday? Wednesday evening here. I'm Michael Govier at MJ Govier, G-O-V is in Victor, I-E-R on Twitter with my buddy, my co-host, Christopher Deary at C Deary 1999. Chris, we got a huge mess. We've got some <laughs> real shitstorm going on here with the Houston Astros. COVID has swept up five players and landed all of them in the il are you concerned yeah you text me today you're like houston mess and i'm like what they just lost two in a row to the tigers is that the mess you're like no covid and i'm like i gotta know who so yeah it's a mess we got five starters down for houston so this is kind of the first big breakout we've had of 2021 it's a damn shame you know i really wished (sighs) i really wish that something like this would happen to less important players but 
You know, Jordan Alvarez, Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman. These are some big-time names. And we're going to talk about how we can replace them, how we can fill the void on today's show. Because we know that a lot of you guys own these players. Deary said he's feeling good. He's feeling fine because he doesn't own any of these players. Is that correct? I got none of them. I think the only Astro I really have is Michael Brantley. I have a few shares of, of him. But I wonder how this is going to affect his production, having these big bats around him out. Carlos Correa is not going to have a lot of support right now. And I was actually looking at DFS lineups today, and I'm thinking, oh, we'll play Correa. He's the only guy who's going to do anything on that team. But then he might not get anything to hit either if there's not a lot of uh, punch around him. Yeah, you might see tonight Michael Fulmer just going after the Abraham Torres and the Aletis uh, Diaz's of the world instead of Correa and Brantley, who will still be in that lineup tonight for Houston. But, yeah, it's a big mess. So hopefully we can uh, help others guide their way through this. Yeah, it's a real shame. A lot of people are stunned today. I want you guys all to take it easy. Easy does it. One day at a time, things are going to get better. I don't want you guys to fret because we're going to help you today on the Hands Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Of course, we're live streaming the show here on YouTube and our Facebook page and the Twitch channel, if you prefer. YouTube is the best way to find us. Just follow the show, Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Utah. And that's it. Me You'll be a part of the show every time. All of our past episodes are also available. And don't forget, this Sunday, we'll be doing our Fab Show, which was uh, really good last week. We got a lot of good feedback from that one. People enjoyed it, and we'll be here Sunday evening around 6.30 or so, and we'll talk about upcoming bids, who to target, who will be streamers that you'd like to have in your squad going into the following week. Uh, how did your Fab Bids work out on Sunday night, dearie? Uh, I didn't really get any of the guys that I was going for, at least that had big bet. Uh Big bids out in terms of, especially Razzball. It was the first uh, bids for Razzball. Oh, that was on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, on Tuesday. I didn't get any of the guys I wanted. You know, I put in a bid for, uh, you know, a uh, Mercedes that was out there. Yimmy Garcia was out there. I didn't get any of these bids. So uh, there's some big bids out there for sure. Big bids, Parliament. Yeah, there were some big doozies of bids out there, and I didn't get squat for my Rat Slam or my Cutline League on NFBC. Cutline is the same thing as Rat Slam. It's best ball points with these cut periods where you... I've said it before on the show. You get divided into consolation brackets and playoff brackets, but you can still come back and win the thing, even if you're in the consolation section of the Cutline. It's a lot of fun, and that's what Rat Slam is. I also signed up for one beyond Rat Slam. So... I didn't get anybody, but I got all my fab money for the second fab, which runs in June-ish, mm-hmm. I think. So, did, did you not? Did you not get anyone at all? I didn't get a single person. <laughs> I got I got Yandy Diaz and Emilio Pigan, which were oh not really the the main guys I was going for, but at least it would replace guys like Chris Archer and Isak Paredes that I drafted both of those guys. So I was able to replace them. Couldn't replace. Miguel Cabrera, because Akil Badu went for $378. Emmanuel Clace, 301 Even Julian Merriweather, who, of course, went down last night, $273. So there's some big bids out there. I put 185 in on Yerman Mercedes, and he went for 200 So I was kind of close, I guess. You were. That's not bad. Uh, we, I was gonna. I was thinking we should play another game of uh, Fab Bid Runner Up Guesses. We played that last week. That was kind of fun. Maybe we'll play a little bit of that here today on the show as well. We're gonna talk about sleeper hitters that are deep, deep, deeply unowned, and who could help your roster depending on if you have Astros or not. If you don't have any Astros, you might be feeling like, "Yeah, hey, I'm cool. 
No one worry about me. Easy peasy pumpkin. Easy easy peasy lemon squeezy. Is that what it is? Easy peasy oh lemon God. squeezy. I think is what it is. Not pumpkin peasy. Let's go into all the nursery rhymes. See if we can remember them. Well, just remember, mistakes will happen. So don't be too hard on yourself. If you feel like, oh my God, I can't believe I owned Jordan Alvarez. I knew he was gonna get hurt. Uh, don't be too hard on yourself. This is a COVID related issue. Whoopsie Daisy. This isn't a one-time thing. This is going to happen to multiple teams. You know, I was thinking about this today and I'm glad that I don't have any like big money leagues where it's a set your lineup weekly. Cause if you just had to set your lineup Sunday night for this upcoming week and you have any of those five Astros, you're kind of in some trouble this week. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, don't forget to Plaza Podcast. Plaza Podcast at ProtonMail.com. Two L's, two Z's. Plaza Podcast on Twitter and YouTube and Facebook page we have. You are all welcome to join Utah. all of those. Anytime. Give me two. Don't forget about that. Deary, let's say thank you to those that have been a part of the show with some Belvedere tunes, a little bit of housekeeping. We've had a busy week already with the Astro stuff going on. We got... Detroit Beasties in the house. Good evening, boys. First time coming across the show. What up? Detroit Beastie! Welcome in. You are definitely part of our Detroit crew. Me and Deary are local Detroiters. So we welcome you to the show. If you have any questions or concerns, let us know. I live in Livonia, so why don't you come on by sometime? Uh, Over off Wayne Road. Stop on in, Detroit Beastie, and uh, say hello. Deary lives in Ann Arbor somewhere. He's a little more harder to find. For me, though, uh, I just wanted to say... Hey, everybody's been participating in the Palazzo Invitational. Keep up the good work. Do not get down on yourselves. I know that, you know, it seems like, oh, boy, I'm in last place. I might suck. I must have wasted. (laughs) Are you in last place now? No, I think I'm in 13th or 14th place. It's been like that since the beginning. (laughs) Yeah, no, but the people, yeah, the people who are in the Palazzo Invitational, remember, we want your trophy ideas. So housekeeping-wise, please give us your trophy ideas. Send them in to us. Palazzo Podcast at ProtonMail.com or DM us on Twitter. Or just DM me personally or Deary personally. Let us know what's going down. We need ideas. We want to have a mega badass trophy. And if you're going to bring it, well, we will make it happen. We'll pick a winner. We need like 10 or so examples, I think. Maybe 10 ideas. What do you think, Deary? How many ideas do we need that we could go with? As many as we can get. I mean, I, I, I'm not someone who's built trophies in the past, but we want to make it funny. We want to make it, you know, something that aesthetically looks great and something that you can hang on your shelf and be proud of for decades to come. Yeah, fucking ain't right. That's what I'm talking about. Detroit Beasties in Macomb County, by the way. That's a hike. That's a hike from you, dear. That's a long ways away. But I've been out there. I've been out in Macomb County. Uh, used to have a bonfires at a good friend's house. Man, it seems like a long time ago. We used to have some good times, but COVID took everything away. Detroit Beastie, we hope you're well. And we thank you for joining the show. This is what it's all about. If you got an idea for a trophy, Detroit Beastie, even though you're not in the Palazzo Invitational, you could submit it. Palazzo Podcast at ProtonMail.com or Palazzo Podcast on Twitter, 2L2Zs. Hook us up, dog. Make it happen. I don't say dog very often. By the way, if you're new to the show, that's pretty unusual for me. I apologize for that. Look at this. We got an idea already. Do a trophy of a nude Altuve getting a garbage can smashed over his head. That's fantastic. That that's the first idea. That's in the definitely. We're now we're piling on Altuve because he's got COVID right now. Oh yeah, that's kind of sad. Sorry, COVID buzzkill. Uh, yeah, yeah. Tr- thank you, Detroit Beastie. See, this is what you get. You can interact with the live stream, have a good time, and you can give us ideas on trophies. I love it. I I think there's a lot of 
Astros fans who might think that's uncool for us to make a trophy of a nude Altuve getting a garbage can slammed over him, but I don't know. I, I kind of dig it. I'm I'm kind of down. Thank you, Detroit. Damn! Very impressive. That's number one on the board right now. Naked Altuve on top of the trophy. That's going to be hard to top, but like you said, if you think you could do better than Detroit Beastie, then bring your best idea forward. Do not hesitate. We really want this to be a cool trophy. I mean, you not only win the money if you win your league in the Palazzo Invitational, you also will win a sweet trophy. And we want to say, well done. Guess who's in first place still? Or he was in first place, he dropped, and now he's back. It's good old Richard's, Richard Sands. Oh, Sands is up there now. All right. Sands has got 498 overall points. He's up 13 points on second place. Mark Kiefer. Who is that for 185? And by the way, Mark Kiefer, I want to say thank you for the great DFS advice. Mark Kiefer has a killer primer about DFS. It's 7,000 words. If you go to his Twitter handle, it's pinned to the top of his feed. He wrote a 7,000-word manifesto about everything he's learned from DFS. He's played for many, many years. I strongly, strongly advise, if you are new to DFS and you don't know what you're doing, you don't want to pay a shitload of money for a sub, which I understand, then check out Mark's manifesto. It's free. Check out Mark online. Uh, his Twitter handle is, what is it? Mark Kiefer something, I assume? <laughs> Come on, we got to know these off the top of our head, right? <laughs> I should, yeah. At Mark underscore Kiefer, K-I-E-F-F-E-R. So please follow Mark. He's full of high stakes advice. He knows fantasy baseball. And we are all better off because of Mark's experience as high stakes player and he also has his own podcast in roto state of mind so please listen to that mark trying to prop up people we like and uh, who are part of our community all right dearie let's get into leading off Joey Ricotta in the his house. What up, peeps? DFS is my shiz. <laughs> he wrote shiz. That's true. I see Chris in the chat, too. What up? He's a DFS nut. Chris, uh, yeah, I don't know who's in the chat. I can't see who's. I see people commenting, but I don't know who is in the chat. Chris, who are you? Reveal yourself. And leading off today, let's talk about this Astros situation. So you got five players down the tubes. And you got to replace them. Not all of them were rostered necessarily, but definitely the big three, Jordan Alvarez, Alex Bregman, and Jose Altuve. They're out. They're on the IL, so they're gone for at least 10 days, right? It's not just the COVID list. I believe it's the 10-day IL. You know, it's really goofy because Josh Stalmont, yesterday, they put him on the IL, and it was initially reported that it was COVID-related, and then he came back and he actually pitched today. So I don't know if Tess came back uh, negative and he was all good to go or, or what, but, uh, man, it's so confusing. Here's the Astros lineup tonight, by the way. Miles Straw leading off, followed by Aladimus Diaz, who's a veteran. He's been around. Michael Brantley, very good player. Yuli Gurriel, great player. Kyle Tucker. Carlos Correa, that's actually a... F- that's still a really good top six. And then it's Abraham Toro and the new guy, Dawson. What's his name? What was his first name? Do you remember? You already said it a few minutes ago. Dud- Dudley Dawson. Dudley Do-Right Dawson. I, I, <laughs> and then uh, Jason Castro. So there's plenty of vets still in that lineup. It's not a total disaster. If you're playing DFS or if you're just a fan of the Astros, like our pal Rip Griffin. Uh, Rip Griffin, huge fan of the Astros. Shut he was actually giving... He wanted to have A.J. Hinch 
back as an Astro for one day. And I told him, you can't have that, dude. Party's <laughs> over, bro. One day. It's Ronnie Dawson. Ronnie Dawson. Ro- Ronnie D. That reminds like, me of Ronnie Bass from Remember the Titans. Ronnie Bass. This guy just sounds like a high school bully. Do you know Ronnie Bass uh, of the Remember the Titans? He actually played at South Carolina. He was a real college quarterback. Oh, was that right? Yeah, Sunshine. Uh, so I guess Detroit Beasties, his name is Chris. NHL and Chris, NHL and MLB Top Stack graphic published every AM. Shit, see, of course, he's got his own content. <laughs> Why would we be surprised? Detroit Beastie, how do we not hook up sooner? We gotta let's get connected on all of our social media and make sure we start sharing your DFS content. Uh, give us a link, pop it in the chat, by the way, if you're listening still. So Jordan Alvarez gets hurt a lot. Alex Bregman, over the last year and a half, he's kind of been a bummer with the injuries. Last year was a loss with the hamstring injury and could never get it right. And they were going to take an extra days off this year because of that hamstring injury this season. So he was going to at least have one day off a week. This was a guy I really thought could be a top 10 fantasy player overall after 2019. And right now it's kind of like, is it by low time right now? Or what do you think? Yeah, I, I would. I think over a course of a season, he is going to be someone who's still going to be able to give up give you some really good fantasy numbers and I'm still buying into him, but we'll see how, uh, you know, this COVID affects him on whether or not he comes back right away. If, if he comes back and he ends up having an MVP season, like Freddie Freeman did after having COVID or he has a down season like Juan Moncada had last year. So I would probably buy in on him right now, especially if you can get the right price. (sighs) Yeah. Bregman has great bat speed. He's a smaller guy. People don't think he's that powerful, but he does have tremendous Tremendous twitch through the zone with those hands and those wrists. He can kill it. I don't I don't think the fucking cheating is why he was able to crush a ball 400 plus feet. You know, this guy pulls the hell out of the ball. And when he makes contact, it's going to go. Even if he has no idea what pitch is coming, he's going to run into plenty. And I still think he's definitely a 30 home run guy. Would you, you think he's still 30 home run guy? Yeah, I think so. He's off to a decent start, a couple home runs, but his hard hit is looking pretty good, and his exit velocity is standard for what it's been over the past few years. So I I don't think the cheating was ever going to affect whether he still had the skill to hit the ball. It's just whether or not he knew what was coming, whether he was going to (gasps) hit. But, yeah, seems like we're talking so much about Astros cheating. We talk, we're trying to talk about the Astros and like solutions to the roster problem here, but we're just going back to the cheating every time <laughs> with the trophy idea, and now here we are. It's just impossible to get away from the goddamn cheating. That's your fault, Astros, not ours. Not ours. Live in infamy forever. Um, Jose Altuve is 32 years old, getting up there. I think there's second base opportunities aplenty. If you're looking to make a trade... I can think of some guys right now that I would target that are not playing terribly great right now, like a, a Nick Solak is one that comes to mind. I, I love me some Nick Solak. Uh, Ty France, of course. You know I love Ty France. So if you could find it in your heart to give up some... If you could trade if you could trade Jose Altuve right now, straight up for Ty France or Nick Solak, would you consider doing that, Deary? Or is that just Ooh, that's too tough. much to give up? Solak's off to uh, a rough start. He does have a couple swipes, which is good. I said he had, he had three RBIs yesterday. He's been yeah, cold, he, right? Yesterday he, he broke he, out on he, my bench. He finally, yeah, he finally broke out. I finally played him um, a couple days ago in one of my leagues, but then another league I didn't play him last night. He does have a couple swipes already, which is good. I said he had the potential to have fifteen to twenty steals. He's going to still be batting probably sixth or seventh in that Rangers lineup. But if he heats up, maybe he moves up. And the Rangers have been an interesting team. They're a team that's been crushing the ball, or they're just 
you know, dead, dead one night. But uh, I believe yeah. in Solak. I would possibly make make a deal, maybe not straight up, put a, a couple other guys into that deal if you want to ship out Altuve. Altuve is off to a decent start. Um, and then who's the other guy you mentioned? Oh, Ty France. Yeah, I'd be buying all in on Ty France. I mean, he's he's off to a pretty pretty solid start. Uh, he's batting second in that order right there in in Seattle. So I like Ty France. Uh, that might be a straight up deal. I would not be surprised if uh, somebody might bite on that. Oh, okay, that's fun. Ty France has been on like like seven of his last nine appearances. Like you include or seven of nine games. He had like a really solid OBP going here in terms of walk percentage and getting on base. So that is why they have him at the top of the lineup. I know it's only 11 games. He's got a 408 OBP. That's that's pretty good. That's nice. He's had five walks already and he had five walks all of last year. So that's, <laughs> I know he only played, you know, only played in 20 games last year. So that's not really fair, but still, that's five walks and half the amount of games already. I've, I knew this guy would grow, and that's an example of it. Uh, Joey Ricotta says, Marcelo Zuniga smashed four, at 4200 tonight on DFS, $4,200 buy-in for him. I think that's on DraftKings because he was even cheaper on FanDuel, Joey. I believe his price was much lower. I played him on my FanDuel lineup tonight, so I really love hearing this. That makes me feel good. He says he also didn't even know who Adoles Garcia was before yesterday, but I have him in more lineups than anyone should feel comfortable <laughs> with. Should feel comfortable with, yeah. I believe Adalas. Do you have any idea who Adalas Garcia is, Deary? Any idea? Yeah, he's a shortstop. Oh, right? what team? Wow. Is he's not with the Reds anymore? Is he? He used to be with the yeah. Reds, right? Am I thinking the I same guy? I don't know if he he's he's a he's a hitter. I know that much. <laughs> he's not with the Reds though. He is with the Rays, I believe. God, there's just so many players. I mean, we didn't even know who. Uh, Mr. Mercedes was a couple of weeks ago, and now he's like a top 20 player. Exactly. You're my Mercedes. I wonder how all that's going. I think he's cooled down a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Uh, Ozuna, only 2,800 on FanDuel. What? I'm telling you. How could you, are you only – see, some people are really only on one or the other. They either play FanDuel or they either play DraftKings. I've, I've had a big foray into DFS over the last two weeks and I've just lost money every day. It's almost gone, so this will be over soon. You won't hear about me talking about it much anymore. <laughs> what platform were you playing on? I'm playing on both. So okay. Yesterday, I only played FanDuel, um, so I didn't lose any money on DK yesterday, but yeah, they're all... I don't know. It's hard. It's, it's, it's tough, really tough. Man. Man. It's, so. it's, it's tough. It is. It's like the lottery. It's crazy. I mean, there's smaller, <laughs> like there's the smaller games. There is. There's all these players to choose from, depending on what slate you play. And it's game theory, like Vlad Sedler says. It's uh, it's definitely game theory. And if you can figure out the trends and who's playing and who's not, and who's stacking, and go against the stacks and win those stacks in the bigger tournaments, there's money to be won. Uh, it's it's complicated. Joey says batting cleanup, playing left field for the Rangers. Laughed out loud. That's Adelis Garcia. But yes, Govier, FanDuel's pricing is cheaper. That's true. That is true. Dansby Swanson's price was more expensive on DraftKings as well. Adalas Garcia plays for the Rangers. We solved the issue. Uh, any other replacements here? I would trade. I would get rid of Altuve um, because I just think there's so many. I've always thought there were better second base options, middle infield, if you will, options across the landscape. There was a lot of talk in the offseason about second base is us, wasteland, boop, you know, one of those kind of narratives that I don't understand where it came from because there's a lot of guys at second base that I would have loved to, and I did acquire in my draft. So I, I say 
move away from Altuve if somebody's willing to take a bite on the fact. And not that he's going to be terrible. I just think it's a good time to move him now. But we also talked about this on the last show. Do you, we never want to sell at the lowest point because that's the worst time. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at a guy like Jed Lowry. I mean, this guy was basically out of baseball when he was playing with the Mets. He was off injured or just terrible. And he's like a top 25 guy right now. I mean, he's, he's batting over 300, got a couple home runs. He's really the only guy who's been doing anything for the A's over the past week and a half. I mean, A's have kind of gotten it back together here. But I whoa, mean, whoa, whoa, like, but look, like, dude, Loreano has eight steals already. It's oh, it's unbelievable. I'm going, I'm going against him in a head to head. And it's it, it's nuts. I mean, if you would have told me, I mean, he, he has the 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 acumen to go ahead and steal a bunch of uh, bases. He's a guy who could do 25 to 30, but Jesus Christ, this guy's on pace for like 70 stolen bases right now. It's insane. I couldn't believe it was at eight already. I, I keep thinking this can't last and it can't, it cannot last. Yeah. He stole, great, third. I, he, <laughs> he stole third the other night. He did. There's double steals, all kinds of shits going on. I would think about trading him. I really would not best only if you get a haul back. Cause people are gonna be like, Oh, look at all these steals. Yeah, he's at the big ceiling right now. That will slow down. I still think he probably will end up stealing 30, but I I don't see 50 out of him. Well, again, that's just game theory. I always want to sell at the highest point, and I don't want to sell at the lowest point because I won't get the biggest return. But I never want to draft at the highest point either, like a Jose Abreu coming into this season. Mm -hmm. He's at the highest value he's ever been. I don't want to get in at that point. It's too late. It's just like stocks. It's just like anything else where you're trying to get in at the right price at the right time. Get in where you fit in, in the middle. Forrest Law. Forrest Law. What He's got a... You see this, by the way? You see his uh, avatar? <laughs> there he is. Uh, what, what's... Uh, Orko. Orko. Orko from He-Man. Orko. What a fucking great <laughs> avatar. Forrest Law. Or- Orko's awesome. going on top of the Plaza podcast trophy. That's, that's another good idea. Maybe we should have an Orko-type trophy. That'd be cool. Uh, Forrest Law wants to know what... Should we trade Scherzer, Max Scherzer, for if we can afford to trade a pitcher? Well, gosh, uh, not to ruin the party here, but I feel like we would need some more information. Like, what do you want? What do you need? Uh, what kind of league is it? Are you looking for hitting? Are you trying to acquire a better pitcher, someone that's more stable? I, I don't know. That's a that's a big, like an open-ended question, right? I, w- I would say what's the rush to trade Scherzer right now? He hasn't, he hasn't looked terrible. He has 14 strikeouts. He's only walked one guy through 12 innings. Hasn't given up a ton of hits. Sure, he's 0-1, but the Nats haven't played a ton of games either. I agree. I don't think there's uh, any reason. Uh, in He says, uh, in general, just trading for a pitcher or, uh, you know, in general. Okay, so if you're going to trade Scherzer, then I would expect somebody in the top. I would expect a top 35 overall player. I really would. If it's in a... You agree. If it's in a dynasty situation, obviously he's older. His value is much, much lower. But in redraft, I think a top 40 player at most is absolutely the return you should get on Scherzer. Because I think this is the one more year that he will have that will be really damn good. He looks better than Strasburg. He looks better than anybody on that staff right now. I I had Scherzer, I believe, as my number six pitcher overall because I had confidence that this was going to be kind of his last dominant year. Maybe not super dominant like years in the past when he's won the Cy Young, but I still think he's good for double-digit wins and an ERA that's going to sit maybe a little over three. But I I still think he's going to strike out a ton of guys. Yeah. Uh, Brian Rodgman, Brian K, says Jed Lowry. Yeah, Jed Lowry is a killer right now. He's back. All he needed was a knee surgery, and apparently he's a king again. (laughs) Congratulations, Jed. Uh, Forrest says, thank you. In general, he just wanted a couple examples to evaluate the market. 
like DJ LeMayhew. Uh, boy, I got to say, Deary, with COVID and all these issues with injuries, I think having a guy like DJ LeMayhew is even more valuable this year because you can – I was putting together my weekly lineups on Monday mm-hmm. on it. And I have DJ LeMayu on one team, and I was like, oh, thank God for this guy, because I could put him in middle infield, corner infield, first, second, third. I could put him in so many spots where I could fill other holes, and that's really valuable right now. I I did that in one of my home leagues where I doubled up like three picks in a row where I went Nick Solak, Ian Happ, Gleyber Torres, all that can play anywhere in the middle infield, and then Happ and Solak also have outfield eligibility. I think it's really important. If you are in a league, especially that – maybe you don't have many utility spots or you don't play corner infield, middle infield. You know, I could put these guys in three or four different spots and and really help me out. Love it. I love it. If you're going to trade Max Scherzer, I would try to get somebody uh, maybe like a Vladimir Guerrero Jr. In redraft, of course. We're talking, I said we're talking redraft. So in redraft, aim for Vladdy. If, if someone's still doubting it, like, oh, I don't believe that this Vladdy Jr. breakout is finally going to happen. It's going to happen. It will happen because he's talented. And I he, would ask for a lot, for sure. Yeah, he gets it now, too, though. Vladdy gets it. He got in shape not only because it was what was best for him. It was part of the overall process of understanding what it takes to be the best in this game. It's a whole mental adjustment, a completely different different perspective. And he's done that. So that's somebody I would consider. I would trade Scherzer for uh, Guerrero. So what was the knock on Scher- or on uh, Guerrero over the last couple of years? It's been ground ball that he doesn't hit the ball in the air too much, but through through 10 odd games, ground ball percentage 42%, fly ball percentage 32%, a little up from what it was last year. Now what's up higher this year than it was any of the time that he's been up in the majors is his home run to fly ball rate, which is 22.2%. So he's starting to lift the ball more and his line drive rate is what I really, really love. So guys that hit line drives like a Vlad Guerrero, is, is absolutely beautiful. And he's hitting the ball to all parts of the park right now, too. So I think he's due for a really good season, off to a pretty solid start. That'd be a nice guy to target for a Scherzer. Hmm. What about Anthony Rendon? You know, he's heard he got put on the IL recently after a game that was really out of <laughs> was out of hand. They lost 14-1 to to the Blue Jays after a <laughs> rain delay delayed the game. Would you trade Scherzer for Rendon? Mm, that's tough, man. Groin injuries are difficult. You don't always come back from those right away. And, you know, it's difficult when you're on the base pass, you know, you could tweak that at any moment. And, you know, I mean, he started off decent through his eight games, you know, nice walk rate, which is something he's always been able to do, put one out of the park and he's playing for an angels lineup that is just mashing the ball right now. I absolutely love the angels, but I would be really wary about trading for a guy that has any type of leg issues right now. So I, I'm not someone who wants to trade for someone who just went on the DL or has something lingering. So I would probably stay away right now. I really dig that lineup though. So I would consider doing that because I think Rendon, although Rendon does have a lot of uh, injury history in his past, things that can be chronic. And if a groin could be chronic, then maybe you're right there. Maybe that is a fair point. I think I would though. I think I would trade Scherzer for Rendon just because I love that angels lineup. Not only because of the Otani trout power connection, you know, the uh, mega powers, if you will, but Walsh is really good. 
Upton, I, Upton, I think got hurt today though. Uh, that's the bad news. So maybe he's out. Uh, there's other guys in that lineup I dig, and I think that's not just the two man. You know, it's not the gruesome twosome. There's a whole crew of really talented players in that lineup. And the Angels, you know, you said the Angels would make the playoffs in our preseason show, and they all got off to a seven and three start before they lost today. So that looks. <laughs> 10 games in the season, man. You look like a genius, dearie. Well, if that offense can stay healthy, the pitching's been pretty decent so far. And if the back end of the bullpen can hold hold serve here, I think the Angels are going to compete. I mean, the West is not playing that great of baseball right now. I mean, the Astros were off to a hot start. Now they've lost two in a row to the Tigers. And they got a bunch of guys on the COVID list right now. So maybe they're going to come back to earth. A's are starting to play a little bit of better baseball, but that's going to be a wild division all year. Hold on to your butts. Gonna be a doozy. Marcelo Zuna already struck out. That's not a good start. It's okay, Joey. These things happen. I gotta say, the Forest loss is bummed because Andre Semenes is getting benched so much. It makes him want to puke. And I don't want you to puke, Forrest. But there's other people that feel your pain. Brian says, yeah, I hear you. And he's batting ninth. There was a lot of excitement. Even my our guys, and I hate to do this, but a Rotosaurus pals, like Dave McDonald's, like, this is Jimenez the guy. He's the guy. And it's been complicated. I don't think it's been that clear cut for Jimenez because the spring training, everyone's like, dude, he's getting all playing time. He's locked in. What happened? Well, I think they're kind of feeling everybody out. It's kind of the same thing the White Sox are doing. I thought Andrew Vaughn was going to be starting, you know, three out of every four days. And he's only started like three games. He's in the lineup tonight, but he's not getting a ton of run either. I think they're taking their time with some of these rookies and they want to give everybody an opportunity early on just to, to get them some playing time and see what's going to stick. So I wasn't in on him and as yet, I got to wait and see. It's more of uh, the stolen bases. I like the possibility of stealing 20 to 25, but uh, I, I, I couldn't buy in yet. Cause I haven't seen enough at the major league level. Yeah, all right. Okay, all right. That's cool. I can dig that. I respect your opinion. That's why we do the show. It's the Hey, it's Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast. We're part of the Rotor Fanatic Podcast Network. Please check out all the latest and greatest. Every Sunday, Mike Carter, Mr. Doctor, puts out closing remarks. It gives you everything you need to know on every bullpen in all of baseball. And with another guy like Julian Merriweather getting hurt yesterday with apparently a lingering hip issue, which went down, that's just another example of where you need to be ready and prepped as much as you can to pounce on the next guy in line so maybe we'll see jordan romano bids go back up again this weekend who the <laughs> hell knows but uh you know, you'll hear about it on our show this sunday at 6 30 don't forget the fab show sunday nights we're here to help you with all of your decisions on the waiver wire fabs streamers and more i didn't mention our catch of the day i gotta get that Good. our first catch of the day I got to give it to, it's just obvious. I got to give it to Ronald Acuna. He is the catch of the day. He's the catch of the week. He's the catch of the season. Did you see what he did to beat out that grounder to short on a routine grounder and got the infield hit on Sunday night against the Phillies? Did you see that? It was unbelievable. He should have been out by two steps, and then the uh, camera pans over to the first baseline, and he's already there. Uh, Otani did something like that. I believe it was last night that was very similar. Routine, hard-hit ground ball to shortstop, and you beat it out. Just elite speed from Acuna. He was slow starter in those first four games like he was last week and he's just been on fire this last week uh he's not striking out at all and the braves offense is really starting to get it going so i was looking at like you know freddie freeman's another guy who hasn't really been doing that great but his babip right now is like ridiculously low it's like below 100 so he's hitting it he's just getting bad luck but ronald acuna man the fire starter at the top of that lineup uh if you got him he is your horse all season long I obviously have a share of him in my keeper league. I love Acuna. He's got three stolen bases already, a few home runs, 12 runs already through 11 games. So 
all those predict projections from the start of the season with Acuna are starting to come true. He's batting 429. So this guy's already on pace to be player of the month in the National League. God, it's just so, so exciting. I know you already love him. I already love him. Everybody loves him. He's so damn entertaining. He's the most entertaining player in baseball. Honorary mentions for catch of the day. Wilson Ramos. Wilson Ramos with a double dong yesterday for our Tigers who look like world beaters in Houston. What the, what the hell? <laughs> this guy's so old. He's not like dead old. He's 33, 34, but I mean, it's impressive. Yeah, it's been unbelievable. I saw a stat last night. I think the Tigers are second in the major leagues in home runs. And I was just like, what is going on? The Tigers don't score runs at all, but they've heated up these last couple of games. Six home runs for Ramos. I mean, he's a guy who's, you know, the last like, seven, eight years, he's a double-digit power threat at the catcher position. I have a few shares of him because, you know, you could get him way late in drafts. It's probably not going to continue where he's going to be on this, like, 50 home run pace but he could be good for 20 home runs if he stays healthy in that Detroit lineup so kudos to Wilson Ramos I love what AJ Hinch is doing with some of these lineups Akil Badu is getting full run right now and uh Wilson Ramos boy oh boy boy kudos to you great job genius 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 very very impressive I I, I don't say even Grayson Griner hit a home run in this series though so everybody <laughs> is just walloping the ball and Akil Badu you know I Play the Akiba Du song. We already mentioned him early. Every time I say his name, the song's got to come on. He inspires us all. Rookie of the year. That's what I said in this song. Akiba Du, rookie of the year. You really think, Deering, that this guy could actually be the rookie of the year? Or are we not going to be talking about him by June? I swear, like, every time he comes up to bat, I'm just, I'm singing this damn song. But do, do, do. <laughs> I mean, I love the police song. It's always been one of my favorite police right. songs. And I love it's just like, I'm walking around the house singing the song, and now, like, my wife Christina's singing it, too. And, like, I said last night, I'm like, it's, I'm like, hold on, we got to turn up the TV. But do's up. It's it's must-watch TV here in the Steery household. And, uh, hey, look, he's he's getting the at-bats right now, uh, which I love. He's getting the start in center field. Jacoby Jones is down by the wayside. Victor Reyes, you know, he's kind of a spot starter. It looks like Badu is getting all the run out there in the outfield. Uh, we'll see if it keeps up. But I, I really like that swing. He's aggressive. He's got some speed. Maybe he comes back to earth a little bit. But you got to remember, this guy was a big-time prospect with the Twins. Tigers pick him up in the Rule 5 okay, draft. I, I don't think it's a Chris Shelton flash in the pan type deal. I think he can give you some value right now. It's funny because last week I'm like, eh, you know, we'll wait and see. But as, if he keeps this up and keeps doing what he's doing, I mean, ride the train with him. Tribe has spoken. There it is. Okay, dearie. Hey, I'm going to... I'm just going to follow you on this one. I want it to last as long as it can. He was a second-round pick, so who knows? The 20, Twins are bitter. He's only 22 years old. Yeah, they're bitter that they let him go. Now that suddenly all this stuff's coming up. Nobody talks about Akil Badu all offseason, and now that all these tweets are rolling out, like, hey, why the Twins let him go? <laughs> Stupid. But, hey, that's life here in the big city. Uh, oh, and of course, one more honorable mention, Adam Duvall. Adam Duvall does what Adam Duvall does. He shows up one night and hits like a billion home runs and 10,000 RBIs, and then he goes back yep. <laughs> into the dugout for three weeks. Maybe he'll do it again in May. He'll hit, you know, he had three homer game last season, and he did it. He had like 10 home runs in like a very short amount of time. 
in a six-week head-to-head season last week for the regular season in fantasy baseball, Adam Duvall was perfect because I had him in almost all of my leagues that I scooped up like that first week. I'm like, ah, oh, throw this guy on the bench, and he just goes on, goes off. Like he'll never do this for a full season. I mean, he he, he had some decent years with the Reds, but the guy has power. He'll run into one and go on these streaks where two, three home runs a week, and it's it's just nuts. So Adam Duvall's getting scooped up in a lot of leagues right now. Yeah, but it's not going to last. It never does. No, but if you're in a head-to-head league and you want to win a week, yeah, pick him up. You should have picked him up yesterday. and then, if, But you, nobody could have predicted that. It wasn't like they were going up against a terrible team. The Marlins were taking on the Braves. Pretty good team. So, Brian K says, hopefully not a David Ortiz situation with the Twins, referencing Akil Badu. That would be very painful for Twins fans to see what David Ortiz did in a Red Sox uniform for many, many years. So. Akil Badu, Hall of Famer. Akil Badu, Hall of Famer. You know, we, yeah. in Detroit, we need some luck like this, man. We we haven't had it in a while. We've got the last five years have been very difficult as Tiger fans. And it's, you know, Tigers need a little bit of luck and they need to start building offensively because they, they got this great young pitching staff. But, I mean, these guys that are hitters, Riley Green, Spencer Torkelson, these guys are a few years away. But we have someone performing who's really young on the roster right now. So I'm going to champion it all day right now. Yeah, there's no need to poo-poo it whatsoever. We should be thrilled, happy, and grateful for this experience. And I know as Tigers fans, we are enjoying the good times. The good times, bro. What about bullpens, Deary? As we wrap up leading off, bullpens are a mess. And apparently Jake McGee is the greatest closer in baseball. (laughs) He's got five saves already. Five saves, which is more than three teams combined. Combined. I, I don't I don't know what to think of bullpens. I I feel like we're going to talk about this every every week. Um, last week I was champion Emmanuel Clase. Uh, you know he comes in the other night. Class A is it Classe? Class A. Yeah. Clase Class yeah Class A sounds about right. Emmanuel. Not, he's not Class A though. He's definitely MLB worthy. <laughs> you know, and then he comes in the other night, and it, it's too bad because he came in an extra inning game where the guy's on second base. So that's already like pressure when you're up. Uh, you know, and he he blows the game, and then who gets to save last night? Mr. Karinchek comes in. Well, that was because he had worked a couple games in a row, though. So that's not really – I don't think that's indicative of his job being in jeopardy. And Agreed. our good buddy, Dave McDonald, will tell you very, very clearly, it's definitely Class A's job still. <laughs> so don't think twice. Karinchek, oh, oh, my God. Unbelievable. What do we got? Breaking it's just news. incredible. This guy. Akil Badu doubles in the top of the second. Renato Nunez scores. The Tigers lead the Astros one to nothing. Who's pitching, for the, who's pitching for the Astros tonight? McCullers. Ah. Why Michael would I not F- play Akil Badu in DFS? Michael yeah, Michael Fulmer on the mound today for the Tigers. Well, he's got a lead right now. Michael Fulmer has a lead. Unbelievable. Don't think me Akil Badu. Man. Every- Akil Badu tribute show. We're doing it tonight. He just he crushing it. What can you do? The guy's let's, on fire. Let's, let's pop in and do a live feed every time he's up to bat. We're going live. Yeah, I don't know. Can we do that? Are we get in trouble on YouTube? I don't know how that works. Uh, We're going live. Yeah, I don't think you can play it. At any rate, yes, bullpens. Bullpens, bullpen, bullpens. There's guys that don't have a lot of saves. There's guys that have some saves, like Jake McGee. He's getting opportunities, and he's cashing in. He's just throwing four-seam fastballs, and it's working out fine. There's no issue. Araldus Chapman finally got his first save the other day. Uh, he'll still get plenty of saves. They're definitely coming down the pipeline. But the Rangers, 
um, the Nationals. Uh, didn't Han finally get his first save the other day? So I'll, no, not them. Yeah. The National, yeah, but the Nash that was their first save, I think, because the Rangers have. <laughs> well, the Nets haven't played many games either. That's true. That's true. But the Rangers and the Rockies. I don't know if they've had a save yet. I'm not kidding. Think about it. I don't think does maybe Ian Kennedy has one save. I'd have to look that up. Oh yeah, maybe one. Okay, but the point being is that Jake McGee has more than all three of them combined. So there you go. That's just a that's all three of those teams. Okay, that's crazy. So you got to relax, slow down. Save opportunities are random. I know from head to head world, which is a big part of our experience as fantasy players, that there's just times where saves are just not going to happen. A whole week, you go a whole week, and be like shit, I can't get anything. Yeah, and then the next week they'll just dump on you. There's five guys that have over two saves right now. Craig Kimbrell has three, Diego Castillo with three, Alex Reyes of the Cardinals with three, which no one had any idea that he was going to be closing games. But somehow, right. sometimes you just run into saves too. Melanson has five, and then your boy Jake McGee. Six innings, five saves. <sighs> Unbelievable. Joey Ricotta says, rookie of the year. Funky loving did he say funky butt loving oh. who had money on badu or the yerminator you're mine mercedes you're right man who the hell knows i don't think anybody had any money on either two of those guys they probably weren't even on the bet sheet you probably couldn't even have bet either of those guys it was the five yeah. or six guys that we've all been talking about and guys that have been getting drafted even guys that aren't even up in the league like a jared Kalenic. Rookie of the year, wander franco or jared Kalenic? when are they coming to the show i think jared Kalenic will be up uh any day. The next, yeah, I think the clock's officially on. Do not drop Kalenic in redraft leagues. Of course, we're talking Dynasty. You would never do that. Redraft. Keep Kalenic on your bench. Hold tight. Just wait it out. I don't know if it's going to be worth it this year, to be honest with you. I know he's a hell of a player. I'm still a little skeptical of the 2021 redraft return, mm-hmm. but he's really talented. And if he does get called up by the end of the month and gets to play the rest of the year, he'll probably put up decent stats. Yeah, he's he's got some power. He's got some really good speed. But obviously, we haven't seen him at the major league level. I'd I'd be interested to see where they're going to bat him when he comes up. He'll probably bat near the end of the order. And if he does well, they'll move him up. I I like him. I have a few shares of him in redraft leagues. And I just have him sitting on the bench just waiting for when he comes up. (laughs) I think Wander Franco is a different story. I think we're going to have to wait a bit. Yes, I totally agree. Willie Adamas never got traded. He's been in the lineup. They like him. If anything... Franco gets called up later in the season as a utility guy. That's really the best-case scenario right now. I think in a redraft league, if you're expecting Wander Franco to be impactful in 2021, you're going to need injuries, which could happen. We've had injuries. So that's the only way, though. I don't think they're going to have a clear path for him in 2021. I think it's a stretch-run type deal where they're fighting to get in the playoffs and they're going to need that extra bat. Or, I mean, I, I I wouldn't say that, like, let's say Joey Wendell gets hurt, Willie Adamas gets hurt. I'm not right. sure he's the immediate replacement right away, though. I, I think no. they want him to play some games down there in AAA first. Well, the problem is they're still not playing in AAA. They're just doing the alternate site. AAA they haven't started yet? Triple play doesn't start till May 5th. So there's still a while for that to go. But the alternate site is always the mystery. They're playing games. They're something's just not, going, like, Something's going sanctioned. on there. <laughs> they're playing yeah, they're, all right that's what it feels like it always felt like that there's just some place where they like sit around and play fucking pickle or something i don't know but we don't know it's like the michigan spring practice that happened but no one knows what happened oh god is there anything worse than a college football spring practice game those are so <laughs> dumb brian says traded chris shelton in 2006 i still wake up nights in a cold sweat you poor bastard brian i'm so sorry what a bummer that's gonna hurt 
Parker Shelton had 10 home runs in April of 2006, and then he disappeared into the mist. That was the end of that. So, Bro, he ain't going to be a Ray for long, says Forrest. Forrest says Wander Franco's not going to be a Ray. He's going to win a chip and then get traded. They are very cheap. Yes, the Rays are very cheap, but there's still a lot of contract left on Wander Franco, so they're not going to... I'd be, I mean, I think he's, what, five years still? Five years of, he's not even You'll see three, four years. Yet. You'll see three, four years out of him in Tampa. And who knows, by then Tampa will have maybe moved to Nashville or Montreal by then. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, I just don't think, maybe they would trade him. Maybe they know something about Wander Franco that they don't love. And if they would trade someone else, but knowing how the Rays operate, they want to get rid of guys when they're close or already in free agency, not now. So that would really surprise me. Not to say that you're wrong, but it would be surprising. Very surprising. I, I think he's safe for the first half of my 40s. <laughs> That's how you look at it. That's an interesting <laughs> counting measures that yeah. you have. I'd like to know where Akil Badu is going to be at in four years when I'm 44. Oh, I don't know. He inspires us all, I'll tell you that. <laughs> So Jake McGee has six saves. That's amazing. Diego Castillo has three. He's blown one, but he's been pretty good. Craig, Craig Kimbrell deserves a lot of credit. Three for three, and he's looking fantastic. Ten strikeouts in six innings with one walk. That is a guy who looks to me, like we said on the show in the preseason, a guy that's going to be good again, and then the Cubs are going to trade him. Right yeah. now, he's perfectly on that path. We, we both liked him at the start of the season. The Cubs offense has been absolutely atrocious, and I think they're going to have a problem competing in the Central. But both of, I talked, both of you and I talked about it preseason, that Craig Kimbrell, for where he was going in drafts, he was going to give you some pretty good value to start the season, and he's off to a really good start. And I would say hold on to him for a few more weeks and then maybe try to ship him off because I think he's getting traded at some point midsummer. Their offense is bogus. It's disappointing because I've been looking at them every night in DFS. Like, oh, yeah, well, they'll get it going. P Jock Peterson will start hitting home runs every day, and there's just nothing going on. The only guy doing anything is Wilson Contreras. He's been <laughs> more consistent than anybody else because he gets hit by a pitch every day to make sure he gets him in the groove of getting on base and feeling like he's part of the game. And then he hits a home run to give them the lead and hold on to victory. Wilson Contreras is a catcher. I loved Will Smith, and I said on the show a week ago, I was like, damn it, I can't believe I didn't go draft more of Will Smith. But, uh, you know, that's kind of cool a bit. And Wilson Contreras and Will Smith, I'd be really curious to see where these two guys finish in the season. I'm not making any declarations at this time, but I am very, very curious if they're going to be in a dead heat stat-wise by the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, catchers, it's a place where it's very difficult to find guys, but most of those guys that, that started off, you know, that were, you know, top seven to top ten are, are, are doing all right. You know, Real Muto's off to a decent start. Sal Perez is doing pretty good, hit a home run today. Contreras, like you mentioned, batting average is not there, but he's he's got some power numbers. Yasmani Grandal isn't playing every day, which is, you know, very, very difficult. Um, a guy who's off to a pretty decent start, your guy, Gary Sanchez. He's got only a couple home runs, but he's batting 267. He has five walks and only six Ks and 30 at-bats. So hmm. Gary Sanchez is someone that I think maybe starts moving up those tiers and ends up being maybe top three to top four catchers this year, which is something I didn't predict whatsoever. But, Mike, right now those returns are happening for you. Well, the thing is, it might be a good time to trade for Gary Sanchez because – Kyle Higashioka hit two home runs in a game the other day this week, and everyone's like, oh, my God, Gary Sanchez is done. It's a good time <laughs> to jump on the panic there. If he's showing you the peripherals, like Deary says, but they're not quite that, like, 
pizzazz. That wow, he's, you know, he doesn't have like five home runs right now or anything like that. Those are the opportunities where you want to strike if you feel like you trust in what you've done with your own research. Thank yeah, I mean, I, I would say keep an eye on it. It could be something where over the next week, maybe he has a rough week and then, you know, the value goes just down a little bit and maybe you can go scoop him up because there's not many guys that are catchers that are going to have the power. And I said at the start of the season, if he could end up batting like 230, 240, not strike out as much, the power's there. He's going to hit 20 to 25 home runs and has that opportunity to be one of the best catchers in fantasy. Yep, yep, yep. No doubt about it. And when I mentioned the Rockies didn't have any saves, well, Daniel Bard has two, so good job, Daniel Bard. Looks like Daniel Bard's flash in the pan comeback player of the year last year is not a fluke. Looks like he's uh, the man, and he, you know, six uh, strikeouts, two walks. That's not bad. Uh, Yeah, I apologize, Mr. Bard. Looks like I might have been wrong, but the Rockies are shit, so it doesn't really matter. But there could still be 25 saves on that team regardless of the situation. Ian Kennedy, was, oh. Ian Kennedy does have two saves for the Rangers, so it's happened twice. Hey, how about that? Congratulations, Ian Kennedy, the old man, 36 years old, never dies. I respect a guy like that. Uh, I still don't know what happened with Chris Davinsky of the Diamondbacks. He went on the N.A., uh, I don't he's know, no, personal he's no, reasons. He's nowhere to be seen now. <laughs> yeah, he, you know, he just disappeared. Personal reasons, still never got a follow-up on that. But the shocker of the whole week, man, and we talked about it on Sunday night. Like, is this really going to happen? Is Zach Gallon really going to start on Tuesday? And well, there it is. <laughs> Eight strikeouts in four innings. He looked good. I watched that game yesterday. Isn't that dumb? Yeah, just like that. We, 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 thought, it, we thought it was going to be a month from now. We thought it was going to be early May. And then, like, two days before he starts, oh, Zach Gallon's starting. And then he starts, comes out, eight strikeouts, which is great if you had Zach Gallon because you were probably pretty upset when he went on the IL right at the start of the season. You're like, oh, man, I'm going to miss a month from this guy. You missed two starts from him. That is so fetch. Unbelievable. That is so fetch. That is so incredible. Well done, Zach Gallon. And we should all take a moment right now. Remember this. Remember this. The hype, the goddamn hype and all the talk and all the chatter on Internet, on Twitter, and wherever you go, discords, whatever you get your information, wherever you listen to other people talk to you about baseball, don't make assumptions. <laughs> this is for me. This is for all of us. We should Absolutely. all take a note from this because everybody panicked. I got, like I said, I've said this before. In my main event draft, he fell to 196, and I finally drafted him. I'm like, well, I'm going to take a chance here at 196. Why not? And now he's already here because people were thinking he'd be out to at least May. But there was never any... I, I, we talked about this on uh, Twitter in a DM I'm on with some other guys the other night. And we really started to ask ourselves, is there really a report that came out that said he would absolutely be out until so-and-so? <laughs> it was never. I don't know. It's just yeah. speculation. I don't know if, there, yes. if we're always going to get all the most accurate information. And we play this game all preseason where we're like, okay, J.P. Crawford is going to lead off. He's going to lead off for the Mariners. He did it all spring training. Guess what's happening with J.P. Crawford? He's bat- he's been batting ninth every single game. Like uh, we just we just buy into these facts, and especially when we have we're going on pods, other people are coming on our pods, and just information keeps getting flooded out, and we're like, oh, that must be true because this guy said that or this guy said that, and it doesn't mean that you're wrong. You're just making assumptions based on what you've seen in preseason or what you saw last year, and like I said a couple of weeks ago, like. Managers and owners don't give a fuck about our fantasy teams. <laughs> like we've we've yeah, seen it with bullpen. We've seen it with bullpen. We the Merriweather and Romano situation. Oh, Romano's going to step right in. Nope, Julian Merriweather's the guy. It's it's, it's crazy. 
it's it's total, funny total going back and listening to all of our shine and ride the pines uh you know we had close to 340 shine and ride the pines i'm trying to make the document aesthetically pleasing pleasing right now i've gone all the way through but it was so funny going back and listening to some of these one of them that we had was uh josh lindblom of the brewers i think it was like will he have over 160 k's and you're like oh yeah definitely that guy's not even in the rotation <laughs> yep how about that josh lindblom i was i thought it was a lock for the rotation i was buying into what other people told me that i respected wasn't a target of mine per se but I uh, believed people, and I looked at the data. He was striking out more guys last year, too, so I really thought there was a potential for him to be main guy. But, yeah, he's been a reliever for them so far. And if they go to a six-man at a certain point, maybe he'll be back in. But uh, Yeah, it, I mean, and we, wrong, we, wrong. we didn't know that Freddie Peralta was going to be in the rotation until a week before the season started, and he's been absolutely electric through three games. Wrong! Yeah, you're right. Yeah, absolutely. He's not wrong. He's right. What are you talking about? Yeah, absolutely. Freddie Broads has been incredible. Corbin Burns is an ace now. I'm still... He's beautiful. He's a beautiful man. I'm in love with Corbin Burns right now. I have him and Berrios in one of my leagues, and it's been so great because both both their first two starts, they start on the same day, and then same thing today. The third start for each of them, they're starting on the same day. I love it. Oh, well, Alex, you saying Berrios is starting today? Oh, he's hey, is he the, doing the second game of the doubleheader? Yeah. Oh, I got bad news. Uh, Alex Verdugo already hit a home run in that game. So oh, that's okay. Oh, okay. okay. I had well, Corbin Burns saw. going as well. <laughs> well, he had six innings, 10 Ks. I'm still scratching my head, punching myself in the face, whatever it is for keeping Kenta Maeda over Corbin Burns. It's killing me. Yeah. Well, Maeda <laughs> pitched the first half of that doubleheader. What happened? I didn't look in. It wasn't god-awful, but special. he pitched four and a third. Couldn't get he he's had two outings already where he's only lasted four innings plus like four and a third four and some change that's bad that's bad news his whips high it doesn't mean he's not gonna have a great year but right now Corbin Burns is just coming out like I'm a god now and this that's what I what you saw last year is exactly who I am now I was worried about innings pitched and right now I, I maybe I shouldn't panic maybe this is exactly what we're talking about here is hindsight. We got to get out of the moment and look big picture. Josh Lindbaum, he wasn't going to strike out 160 guys this year. We should have looked at things from a more <laughs> speculative angle. Like, hey, shit happens. Things change. Injuries occur. And people rise up out of nowhere. You got to be prepared for that. Yeah. And, I mean, I wouldn't worry about my ADA right now. Give 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 it a little more time. The guy has the track yeah. record. You know what happened, But, yes, though? Corbin Burns is... Especially in a in a keeper league, you're gonna get upset at yourself when you when a guy that you've seen has proven it last year, like Corbin Burns. I know small sample size. Now is Corbin Burns gonna pitch 180 innings like I think Kenta Maeda will? We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. You're right. That's uh, that's what we can do. That's what the Zen Master said. We'll see. I listen to the Zen Master a lot. This is the Hans Rico Blotzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast, part of the Road of Fanatic Podcast Network. Check out my guy, Paul Mamino, at P Mamino Fantasy on Twitter. He's going to be on bench with Bubba. Actually, right now, he's literally recording with Bubba. They might have already wrapped up, but he'll be on the new episode, Bench with Bubba. Bench with Bubba Podcast. Paul Mamino. Don't miss it. Follow Paul. He's very, very wise. We also have 2021 stats are now available on the Data Monster. Very cool stuff. The Data Monster has the 2021 stats as they've happened so far. Also, we have historical stats going back five years. If you need to dive in on a player, find out 
the missing link, the connections. If you're really stuck on two guys, like, oh, is it this guy? Is it this guy? Is it Scherzer? Is it you, Darvish? You know, go to the data monster on rotofanatic.com. All right, dearie, let's talk sleeper hitters. It's bedtime. Let's play a lullaby tune. Why do they call them sleepers? Like, they're sleeping and they're going to wake up? Is that what it means? I was I thinking know. about I, this a lot. I didn't come up with it. <laughs> sleepers. So, like, they're, they're, they're sleeping right now. And they'll wake up. The bedtime. De- yeah, <laughs> I don't get it. I don't know who came up with that. But at any rate... We're talking, guys. I maybe ten percent is too low. Maybe we could put it twenty percent. Oh, you change it now. You change it just now. That <laughs> that makes well, things a little different. <laughs> I don't know. What'd you come up with? Well, I was just looking at guys that are under ten percent, and there wasn't there wasn't much to like. <laughs> I think yeah. I maybe I, I made a list of guys, and I was just like, I don't like any of these guys. <laughs> I I mean, and most of them were guys that are getting, you know, limited playing time right now, or they're in because there's an injury. Okay. But still, if they could provide instant value right now, why not? We can go with it. We can go with under 10%. We can go 20. I mean, just update the, to the 20 if you want, but give us some, give us the first guy at least that was a 10%. You already did the work. (laughs) So give me one guy. Uh, Brett Gardner has been getting some playing time. He's played in eight of their games so far. Uh, real, mm-hmm. real nice walk rate. Uh, Clint Frazier's off to a really, really poor start. And if Brett Gardner can continue to be a solid left-handed bat for them, they batted him third yesterday. Uh, he's not going to give you a, a ton of power like like the one year in 19 where he hit 28 home runs. But the guy's a solid bat. He's going to get on base. And if he's going to bat near the top of that lineup, Aaron Hicks has been out. Um, you know, he's been sitting out these last couple of days, uh, you know, personal preference of of kind of his own little protest of what's going on in Minnesota. So he's been sitting out. Brad Gardner's getting some run right now. Uh, so we'll see how many at-bats he gets throughout this week. But this is a veteran guy who can give you a little bit of value. He's got a little bit of speed, so we'll see if they move him on the base pass. But Brett Gardner's a guy that I think you could scoop up right now up for free. Yeah, God, Brett Gardner is just that annoying guy who's always there. He never goes away. He's like a rash. He's just there, and you can't get rid of him, no matter how much calamine lotion you put on it or whatever you do. You can't stop this guy. He will always be a part of baseball. In five years, I bet he's still in the league. Seriously, five years. (laughs) He'll still be with the Yankees, too. It's like, this fucking guy never leaves. I would like to go with Josh Rojas. Now, you guys might be saying, ooh, that sounds like a bad idea. Josh Rojas... He is owned in 10% or less of Yahoo leagues, for example, right now. And it seems like three weeks. It just seems like a minute ago, it was just party time. Josh Rojas, the first fab run was Josh Rojas mania. It was total chaos. People <laughs> yeah. were like, oh, my God, Josh Rojas. I gotta, yeah, I, mean, we, I could pull it up right now. I could go to my own leagues and see the bids that were put in for Josh Rojas. And people hey, had to have this guy. He was the heir apparent. He was the next guy. He was crushing spring training. And now he's two for 28 on the season, I believe. Uh, it's not very good, is it? Last I checked, it's not very good. A 188 average, uh, OBP even. It's just got awful. No homers, no RBIs, no steals. I mean, you can't do any of those cats if you don't get on base. But with injuries... You got Altuve on the IL. You need a second baseman to pick up. It's worth a flyer. 
Now, I know he has not started in the last four games. He's just been on the bench. So they're giving him a breather and chilling with him. But they have not sent him down. He's not in the AAA, whatever, the alternate site. He's not in the taxi squad even. He's still on the roster. So it might be worth a flyer right now. Buying at the lowest point possible. Buying at the lowest mm-hmm. point possible. This sure. is the almost the lowest point possible for Josh Rojas right now. I think it's worth a shot. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Obviously, he was a hot name a week and a half ago. He was leading off, and everyone was like, oh, yeah, he's going to be great. And then he off to a poor start. But we're, we're talking about guys that you're getting for, for free right now and projecting for them to maybe get a hot, hot start going and maybe uh, you know crack the lineup and get more at-bats for – for, you know, you know, Rojas is a guy who did really, really well in spring training, and he earned that spot, you know, for the for the Diamondbacks. He was leading off a couple games, and now he's kind of falling by the wayside. But this is where you scoop him up because he's going to have the opportunity. There's a reason he's up with the big club, giving him some time off right now. I think if he comes back, he's going to give you some value. These are guys that you're picking up for free. For free. All right. How about another hitter who is very, 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 very low owned? How about a guy that's almost 0% in most leagues? He did get scooped up in a couple fabs. Uh, Williams Astudido. Astudido. (laughs) Yes. This guy is, he looks like Bartolo Colon. (laughs) He's a thick man, but he's played in seven games so far. Uh, He's getting some opportunities at third base with Josh Donaldson out. I talked about Josh Donaldson. The guy's going to be injured all year long, whether he comes back or not. When he comes back, he's probably going to hurt the lower half of his body again. I think it's probably over for Mr. Donaldson. Estadio can also uh, catch. He's caught in a couple games in the past, so hopefully he'll get some opportunities there. But through his 18 plate appearances, he's smacking the ball pretty well. He's got four RBIs. He was batting kind of sixth, seventh area for the Twins, and the Twins is an offense that I really, really love. If he continues to get some opportunities, the guy will have a chance to, to rack up some RBIs for you. He's not a guy who strikes out very much, but he's also a guy who doesn't walk very much. It's very interesting. So it seems like he puts the ball in play a lot. Uh, 412 Babip right now. Every time he's hit the ball, it's been a base hit because he has a 412 average which is just unbelievable but he's a guy you're scooping up free right now uh he's gonna have some opportunity to play third base maybe he catches a few games so keep an eye on that keep an eye on what's gonna happen with josh donaldson and you know his his calf or groin or whatever he has going on this week because it's always seems to be something new each week but this guy is a guy who's given had some opportunity before and has performed decently well so i think he's a guy that could give you a little bit of value right now well donaldson's uh back today right he's back on the scene Correct. That's a very exciting news, isn't it? Woohoo! Yay! Yeah, hopefully he performs well this week, Donaldson. And then if you have him in fantasy, go ahead and trade him, please. Uh, Brian says that dude slid into first base to avoid a tag and he was safe. He was <laughs> safe. I saw that highlight. God, there's so many fun highlights. That was one of the best ones. I was amazed by Ronald Acuna beating out a routine grounder to short. But then I was even more impressed by the fact that La Tortuga made it happen. It was incredible. He slid under the tag at first. You never do that. He also slid leg. I believe it was leg first. It wasn't head first either. He was safe. So. You never slide into first. This guy's gigantic, but he's incredibly nimble. He's one of those like he's like he's the athletic. defensive lineman like Warren Sapp. Who's just he's athletic. He's definitely athletic. Yeah. He is athletic. I agree. Now, this may seem like I'm stuck on the same last name, but it's not. Trust me. I'm not just looking at in alphabetical order. Miguel Rojas of the Miami Marlins. Miguel <laughs> Rojas is 32 years old. He's been around a bit. 
but he's sneaky, sneaky, kind of consistent. He's just always there. He's playing every day. They like him there. They have not put Jazz Chisholm there, for example, at short. He's been playing some second, but Miguel Rojas has been in the lineup almost consistently, nonstop. And he's got a couple steals. He's making some decent contact. He's not crushing the ball. I mean, a stat cast numbers. You won't go to a StatCast page and be like, wow, oh, man. But he doesn't strike out. This is the thing. He's really, really good at not striking out. He's elite at not striking out. So that's a good thing. Guys like that, hard to come by in today's Major League game, is it not? So I would uh, definitely, definitely take a chance on Miguel Rojas, who, for some reason, on Yahoo again, 6% owned or less. I mean, that is... (laughs) There, there's enough value here that you should definitely be plugging him into your shortstop situation or your middle infield or whatever the positional opportunity is that he can provide for you. Because the Marlins, I mean, they crushed the Braves, like we said yesterday, with 14 runs. The offense is underrated. It's undervalued. And I think Miguel Rojas is a guy who fits that category. Excellent. I like it. Anybody else? Oh, man. Um <laughs> Let's Don't go for a guy who's at, who's at about 14 15% across most leagues, and that's Brandon Crawford of the Giants. He does have three home runs already. He is only batting 171, but his BABIP, is, one, his BABIP is 125 right now. He's a career BABIP of 294, 303 last year. He's a guy who can give you double-digit home run power. Um, the Giants' offense, I kind of like. They're off to a decent start right now. They're over 500. They're playing pretty good ball. they got some other options there that can help out Crawford around there. But this guy's a veteran. He's shown that he has 15 to 20 home run power in that bat. And decent amount of walk rate, but he's a guy at the shortstop position. He's a veteran. You kind of know what you're going to get from him. 10 to 15 home runs, maybe 65 RBIs, 50 50 to 60 runs, 34 years old. But he's a guy that you're scooping up. Because not many people have him right now. If you have some issues with shortstop uh, right now, I think he's someone that you could come in and he could plug in at, at the right spot. He's a left-handed bat in the right situation against the right-hander where the where the statistics come out and the projections where he has a favorable matchup. Go ahead and scoop him up and plug him into your lineup because I think he's he might be able to give you some good help right now. Yay! Woohoo! How about Renato Nunez of the Detroit Tigers? There it this guy's is. 4% owned or less on Yahoo Leagues. 4% less. Oh, this guy hits home runs. He's a 30 home run hitter. That's what he does. He's already got two this week. He's crushing the ball. Miguel Cabrera is on the IL. Opportunity has presented itself. And now he's cashing in. And the fact that he took the minor league deal and stayed with the team when they initially did not have him on the opening day roster. He's back in no time. Ten games later, here I am, I'm back, hitting home runs, <laughs> doing what I do. Yes, he strikes out. That's what he does. He's your typical, you know, three true outcome player. And he won't even walk that much, to be honest with you. He'll mostly strike out or hit home runs. But he can make a little more contact than that, too. He's not like a 200 hitter. He'd be 250-ish. It's not terrible. So, Renato Nunez, for now, ride the hot streak. Because this guy also hits home runs in bunches. I think if he's on your waiver wire and you could pick him up now and you're in daily leagues, make it happen. If for some reason, he wasn't bidded on over the weekend because in a lot of leagues, he probably should have been knowing that he was going to go into the lineup with Miguel Cabrera. I think he was put on the IL on Sunday at some point. I At least I had caught wind of it, so I was trying to get Renato Nunez in my squad. Mm-hmm. Didn't happen, but that's a guy I would look at. Renato Nunez, he hits home runs. If you need power, it's a really, really, really cheap way to get power. I dig it. Yay! Woohoo! Okay, next, let's talk... Islands in the stream. Now, dearie, this is a very, very 
obvious segment, and uh, I know the music I'll be playing for this. <laughs> Not on YouTube, of course. YouTube won't allow it. But on the podcast version, if you're listening now on the podcast version, you're hearing Islands in the Stream by Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers. A great duet. A wonderful duet. Absolutely Fantastic. beautiful. Fantastic song. It definitely holds up. But Deary's wanted to offer up some streamers going forward. Uh, we'll do a show on Friday as well, taking it into the weekend. But uh, for Thursday through Sunday, streaming pictures. Who? What? Where? Deary, give us a streaming picture that we could use in daily leagues this coming week. Yeah, so I like Dane Dunning. Dane Dunning has come out in his first two starts and looked really good. He's a guy who was over with the White Sox last couple years, uh, got 34 innings up with the White Sox last year, and he came over to Texas through his first two starts, K per nine, 11 at 11. He's only given up one run through his two innings, and he's got he's got really good stuff. He's He's been able to keep guys on base once they're out there and they're not scoring, which is really, really good. He's a guy, the first time I saw him was last year against the Tigers, and he absolutely just dominated them. So he's a guy who's got good stuff. I think he's got a pretty good matchup coming up this weekend. Uh, let me just check to see what, who he's – I had what it, who he was oh, playing. Boy. I had it, and I just lost it, who he's playing. Oh, uh, oh God. What's happening? Rangers? No, yeah, no, my internet's falling apart right now. Oh, the Rangers are playing against uh, Baltimore. Baltimore next. That's right. Home against going... Baltimore. Home yeah. against Baltimore. Home against Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they so do he's have gonna... Tampa. Is he pitching tomorrow, though? He's pitching on Saturday. Oh, yeah. He's definitely against Baltimore. Saturday. Yeah, he's pitching on Saturday against Baltimore at home. Uh, so I think Dane Dunning is going to give you some pretty good value. Pick, Scoop him up in DFS. I'll see where he's at um, in terms of value for DFS. But I think he could be kind of cheap. I think he's a guy who's going to be on the rise. The Rangers need some good pitching. And Dane Dunning's been looked pretty good through his first two starts. Got really good control. So Dane Dunning's a guy I like this weekend. Dane Dunning. I love Dane Dunning. We have Dane Dunning on our tag team team. Me and Eric Cross. Dane Dunning. That was an easy choice. Shout out to my guy, Eric. Really glad we had him. Dane Dunning traded for Lance Lynn. I think that was a good trade for both sides because they're both going in different directions. You need Chicago needs the veteran Lance Lynn, and Lance Lynn looked incredible in his last start. Ridiculous. This guy just, he does this. I, I, he'll flame out later in the year. I know he will. I know that Lance Lynn will flame out eventually, but for now, he's good. He is really good, so enjoy that are you, ride. But, are, you, are you trading Lance Lynn right now? Well, I don't own him anywhere, so I don't have to trade him. But I, if I did own Lance Lynn, I would consider trading him, especially at the height. I would actually rather have Max Scherzer than Lance Lynn. I would. We go back to what Forrest Law brought up earlier in the show. Yeah, I would agree. You would? Yeah. Okay, interesting. Well, Forrest Law brought it up earlier in the show. Well, who would you trade for Scherzer? I would trade – I wouldn't trade Scherzer for Lance Lynn. I'd trade Lynn for Scherzer. That just gives you some insight because Scherzer – he just could still such a dominant strikeout pitcher still. He still got it. Anyways, uh, in terms of streaming pitchers to look for in the coming days, you know, uh, Thursdays, it's a little light. It's not great. Uh, tough times. But there's a guy, Austin Gomber. Now, if you want to take a risk, and I know it's against the Dodgers. <laughs> At home. I know it's against the Dodgers. It's risky. But, you know, the Dodgers can't hit every day. There's got to be one time where things don't go well. They have a lot of left-handed hitters, too. You know, maybe Austin Gomber, the lefty, can come into L.A. and throw down and give you five innings that are decent. If you're looking for a, a contrarian play, this is one of those. I, I wouldn't recommend it, obviously. It's not something that's going to happen. <laughs> not going to happen uh, often. 
But Gompers, he was good against the Giants in his last outing on the road. And I know the Giants are not the Dodgers, but he went six and third, five Ks. It was real solid. In his first start at home against the Dodgers, by the way, at home, he went three innings, had two strikeouts, only gave up the one run. So it wasn't even that bad. Could have been worse. Think about that. But the whip was very high. He gave up a lot of hits and walks. But that's Coors. You know, Coors will do that to you. It's a dangerous place. Coors. So why not? I don't love it. I'm not very confident in this, but I'm going to throw it out there. <laughs> in fact, the more I start thinking about it, it sounds pretty ridiculous. But sometimes you got to get crazy. And if you're getting desperate, if you're if you're in a situation right now where you're in a head-to-head and you're losing this week and you got to make some headway and change the score, then this is the kind of thing you got to do. If you're in a, if you're in a desperate situation, I say take a chance on Gomber. I would not do that, but you never know. <laughs> hey, that's what I'm saying. I'm talking to the desperate. The desperate people out there, you can hear me. Holler if you hear me. I know you hear me. Any other selections, dear? Yeah, I like Matt Boyd. Matthew Boyd on Sunday against Oakland. So Boyd, through his first three games, he's looked pretty good. Uh, looked really, really good against Houston the other night. Only gave up six hits and only one earned run. Start before that, gave up three earned runs to Minnesota. And then opening day against Cleveland, only gave up three hits and through five and two-thirds. He's going against Oakland this Sunday. Oakland has been a mess offensively. All they seem to be doing is striking out. Matt Chapman has 18 strikeouts already through 44 ABs. Uh, Mark Canna's got 11 strikeouts. Pascotti's 10 strikeouts. Sean Murphy, 10 strikeouts. So Matt Boyd, I think, is going to have an opportunity to get probably seven or eight strikeouts against Oakland. Uh, you know, if if, if uh, Olsen is healthy and he plays this Sunday, I think he strikes out Olsen a couple times. And what's been great about, uh, you know, Matthew Boyd is he only has one walk in the last two games that he's started, and that's 13 and two-thirds innings. So I think Matt Boyd is a really, really great play this weekend against Oakland. My only question is, is Boyd a streamer, though? I guess uh, percentage ownership-wise, he's he's probably he's probably still on a lot of free agent wires, I suppose, yeah. I mean, he, he's been better right now, in, at least starting the year, with a really surprising couple of starts. So I figured he might be gobbled up. But if he's available, sure, yeah. In a couple leagues that I'm in where, you know, we don't have a lot of bench spots, if you're playing like, a, you know, a, a six or 12-team league where you only have like 20 to 24, uh, you know, spots in your team, Boyd could be available. So I think he's one that I like. Um, Friday, there's a couple other ones I, I like. Carlos Martinez, Fulton Avich, and Adrian Hauser of the Brewers all are, are going on Friday. I think those guys have decent matchups, and all those guys are definitely available. Hauser. Yeah, I love Hauser. I was just thinking Hauser. Oh, by the way, Joey Ricotta says, odd game for Charlie Morton tonight. Three innings, five hits, five runs, six strikeouts, one walk. I'm so glad I played Charlie Morton in my DFS lineup tonight. Yay! That's another wasted amount of money. I just give my money away to people. I'm really, I'm really, really dumb, aren't I? I'm dumb. DFS okay. is tough, man. Yeah, it's hell on earth. I don't know what I'm doing, and I have no hope for the future. But I'm trying to be positive. I'm trying to hang tough. And think about, you know, maybe one day I'll strike gold. I'll give you one more streamer. We'll call it a day. You mentioned Hauser. I, you know, Hauser is a guy who's going up against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's been hitting the ball at times, but they've also mm-hmm. been shut down at times. And they're coming into Miller Park Friday night. I like Hauser. Uh, if you want somebody who's even deeper than that. Um, uh, well, he might not be. See, I want to be really specific about who's a streamer and who's not, but. For me, I should look this guy's name up before I say it. Hang on a second. I'm going to go. I was given the uh, pronunciation guide. 
earlier in the year. So I'm going to pull that open right now. Who's he play for and what day does he pitch? Okay, here it is. I pulled it up. And, oh, I got it. Waskar Enoa. Waskar Enoa. He was electric like, the other night. Waskar. Waskar, I like that. Waskar Enoa. That's cool. This pronunciation guy's tremendous. Thank you so much. Shout out to Chris Marr. Follow him at Baseball Pods. There it is. I never would have guessed Waskar. But anyways, he, yeah, he was electric the other night, like you said. Looks pretty fantastic. Yes, he is a two-pitch pitcher, so that that's always called, you know, it's risky. It's risky, but, you know, he's going up against the Cubs, and the Cubs just don't hit very well. It's a day game. It's in Wrigley, and they don't even know who they're throwing because Kyle Hendricks got sick, so he missed his start yesterday. Alec Mills filled in, uh, so who knows? They don't. It's TBD for the other side, but I don't care about the other side because I believe in Wasker Enoa. This guy is electric. He's hardly owned, certainly qualifies as a streamer. After Monday's performance, it's very, very possible someone already picked him up. But uh, if you have the opportunity to do so and you need a streamer, check your waiver wire and cash in, and you can thank me later. Any uh, or, int- uh, any interest in Aaron Sanchez this weekend against the Marlins? Sanchez has looked okay through his first two starts, Get, uh, pitched five innings in both starts, only gave up uh, two runs to the Reds, and only one run in his first start against uh, the Padres. Definitely. Absolutely. I think it's a great call. I think Sanchez is cheap. Uh, it could be available, and he's worthy of your time. I don't think he'll blow you up too bad. And it's, uh, who's it against? It's against the Marlins, who obviously just oh, yeah. is heating up. He is going against Sandy Al- oh, He is going up against Sandy Alcantara, who was, you know, amazing in his last start. But uh, uh, Sanchez has only walked one guy so far. He's getting a ton of ground balls, and he's looked pretty good against two really, really pro- prolific offenses in Cincinnati and San Diego. So that could be a good flyer on Saturday. Yeah, you want to talk about ultimate flyers? You're talking about Sandy Alcantara. I watched him the other night go up against fucking Pablo Sandoval. Pablo Sandoval's on the Braves. I didn't know this. Yeah. <laughs> he pinch hit and he drew a walk. It's long drown out, classic Sandoval walk. He's falling off a bunch of pitches and he got he drew a walk in a key situation. Then Alcantara got pulled after that. That was his last chance. It was the seventh inning. Fortunately, he was bailed out, got a ground out on the next hitter, but <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Like fucking Sandoval's still around, still causing problems for me, the making old, me mad. Well, yeah. The old panda ruined our lives years ago. I know that's what I was saying. I just drove. I respect him. I do respect him, but I do not like him. I don't. But, <laughs> hey, that's okay. He just pops that's... up on these really good teams and just performs when you need him once a week to pinch it. <laughs> he does. He does. All right. So there you go. You know, take it for what it's worth. There's a lot of guys right now that are still, still providing, you know, the groundwork for value and opportunity. And you got to strike in these moments here, like pitchers like Aaron Sanchez or Oscar Enoa. These are guys that can give you bonus points when other people are not expecting it. If you can have that edge, it's all about the edge. Gain those edges here, there, and everywhere. All right. Uh, well, I think that's it for the show. We uh, covered everything we needed to cover today. Uh, we'll be back on Friday. We'll talk about the weekend as it comes up. And then we'll see you on Sunday evening. Sunday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern time. We'll be on the air talking about fab bids. We'll talk about streamers for the coming week and who to pick up on your waiver wire. We're here to help. We're here to serve the good. We really enjoyed commentary. Forest Law. Well done. Show. 
Detroit Beastie. We made a new friend from Detroit today. We didn't even know I was out there. I got to make sure I go follow him on Twitter after the show's over. Uh, any final words here, Jerry, as we close shop? I'd like Michael Conforto to start doing something because I have shares of him in every fucking league and he has done nothing so far. So let's, I'd like to talk about that on Friday. The guys that are off to slow starts and whether you buy on them right now or you're selling them right now. Oh my God, we're idiots. Well, we're following. Uh, so Detroit Beastie is Chris Robin. That's his name. We're following him already on Twitter and he has 11,000 followers. <laughs> okay, so you're very well known, but we've been following you. We're not smart. We're fools. We apologize, Mr. Robin. Detroit Beastie. Follow him at Detroit Beastie. Ronald Acuna, home run. Hey, we just talked about it. Most exciting player in baseball. Uh, by the way, there's a website called The Undroppables. That is Detroit Beastie's website. So please go to theundroppables.com. Check it out. Go check that out. He's a local Detroit guy. We're going to support him no matter what. Thank you, everybody. Well done. Don't forget the Palazzo Podcast. Palazzo Podcast at ProtonMail.com. Palazzo Podcast on Twitter and Facebook. Sub to our YouTube channel. Two L's, two Z's. Utah, give me two. And that's how we roll. Thank you so much for your time. For Christopher Deary, at CDeary1999 on Twitter. I am at MJGovier. G-O-V is in Victor, I-E-R. Part of the RotoFanatic.com podcast network. Check out the RotoFanatic.com. Data Monster, here to help you. We'll catch you on Friday. Until then... Catch you on the flip side. Make a person trade everything for a king. Wander Franco is your one true love. For a prospect, you'll trade all the. Right, lads. Now, I know there's not a faint heart among you. And I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. But we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve and discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. (laughs) And we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, surprise is on our side.